the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, you're kind of stuck with me. So if you'd like to call us and you have a car question, easy, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And you're welcome to call us. Tell us the year, make, and model of your car. And let us uh, have the opportunity to ask you some questions. So you give us symptoms, and we ask you questions, stuff like that. Makes it a little easier. And what's what's kind of important is the give and take. The give and take is we ask questions and you answer questions, and there's three answers. It's yes, no, or I don't know. That's normal in our business. So we're willing to help you. Just give us a call. We can usually handle about 10, 12 calls an hour. We'll be here for two hours. But if it's like every other time, everybody waits till the last half an hour and, and does their thing. So my my name is Mark Salem, and I've been an ASE Master Technician for 35 years. Sitting next to me is my daughter, Andy, who's uh, still wiping the sleep out of her eyes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Haven't had enough coffee yet this morning. I understand. Andy's actually the one that runs our operation now that Renee and I spend a little bit of time up north. And so what's it like when you're flying the airplane, misses? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, here's a, here's a hard question. The best and the worst. I can kind of I know that, but the best and the worst. What do you mean? Best What's the best the... part of your job and the worst part of your job? Oh, I think the customers are probably for the most part. We have some really good customers, so I enjoy talking to them and seeing them and that kind of a thing and helping people, of course. But um, <laughs> There's a lot of downsides, but you know, let's not start the show in a negative tone. <laughs> okay. So, it, but the downside is, is sometimes employees, sometimes customers come, some kind vendors, sometimes when the power goes out in the building, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of all within your range. Yeah. So, and it's. I was in here the other day, and there's a lady in there with an 1,100 customer number, mm-hmm. and we're at. Thirty-six, thirty-eight thousand. Yeah. So that's kind of cool to me. Now, when you rewrote the software, I think I know you did a lot of work. But the thing I like the most is you put the customer number on the ticket. Yeah. And so the technician knows that anybody that's, I mean, we don't have many three digits. Our family's three digits. But no, we have. So we still have some threes. Is that right? And yeah, and twos. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and twos. Okay. All right. It, it, but we have. I mean, when they're twos and threes and fours. Yeah, those people are few and far between, but there's still those ones out there. That have have been in in the last couple years. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, the lady from 1100, it was 1108 or something like that. It was fun to just talk to her. Mm -hmm. And uh, many of them have been with us now. Our software went into operation in 1990, 91. Mm -hmm. So those that have 
those really low numbers have been around for a very yeah. long time. And it's fun to see customers. There's kind of a wave sometimes. Well, the they'll will service a lot of their vehicles, and they will be older vehicles, and then we won't see them for two to three years because they get something new, and then uh, we get to see them again, and that's kind of fun too. And we can see that within our software. Okay. And sitting next to me is my son Alan. He runs the performance side of our business. He does uh, diesel trucks. He does lighting. He lifts and lowers tires and wheels. And I think one of the questions I get a lot is speedometers and calibrating and fixing those kinds of things. Yeah. So what what do you do to correct those kinds of things? Uh, it, it it depends. I mean, it's truck specific, year specific. What are you doing? No. Well, it just cut out. <laughs> it cut out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. You didn't see his ball okay. flinch. Yeah, I, I did, but I didn't know if I was falling out of the chair or something. <laughs> what was going on? If there was someone standing behind me. Uh, it's year specific, make specific, engine specific. It's just all It's all different. Sometimes tuning, you can do it. Sometimes you got to go in and do it manually. There's just... Okay, tuning means we're going to add a box to the car, and no. we're going to give it different programming, and sometimes we can change the diameter or the circumference uh, of the yeah, tires. Yeah, you don't add a box. You go in there and you rewrite the factory software, but yes. Okay, and that's going in through the ABS module typically to change the tires? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's... Yeah, usually. Okay, but the the least is, is our industry can provide them a sheet by you downloading the original tires plus the tires you put on that gives them an idea of how many miles an hour they're off 10 through 70. Right. Okay. Right. So does, does anybody pay attention to that or they just fold it up and put it in their pockets? Uh, I've never had any questions on it. Okay. All right. So. so, and what's the most you've seen off? Have you seen 10 miles an hour? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, I would say probably 20%. Okay. So 70 miles an hour is 14. Yeah. Off 14. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I know you on my truck, we adjusted the uh, the ABS module, and then we also adjusted the tire diameter in my edge. Yep. And I know that when I go through those radar traps, I'm, I'm, I'm right on the money. Right. I'm right on the money. So anyway, we've got a caller. Who, who might that be, Gil? Actually, we had the caller, but it dropped. Sorry, I'm sorry oh, that. okay. I'm sorry. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960 if you have a question about a car problem. And we can handle diesel questions about performance, about oil leaks. We can talk about the longevity of them. We can do that kind of stuff. Either one of Andy or Alan has been around. How long have you been in the family business? Way too long. <laughs> Just kidding. Um how many years? Uh, probably about 20. Okay. And you're probably somewhere around there. Yeah. I think on paper, I'm like 23, I think. Yeah. Andy can answer okay. that better, but yeah. So 23 is like when you were 10 and you picked up trash. Would you remember? What was your first job? What are you talking about? That what? would make me 33. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you are like a math wizard. <laughs> I am, but I don't I'm really like care that. about your answers, and I don't really care about the rest of that stuff. So you just ask and then don't listen to the answers? No, I don't, because yeah. I got too I much. Know the, I know the feeling. I yeah. do that at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here, and I'm flying the plane, and you two guys are just sitting there with your feet up on the desk. <laughs> so the answer is how long? A tw- prob- I think 23 years is what okay. it's been. 
Okay. Which put me at 17. That, yeah, but that doesn't count all the years that we spent, yeah. you know, That's picking just time up when trash I was legal. and, yeah. <laughs> Not legal the child work. labor laws. Right. We won't get into that early right. years. But you tell people that you started by sweeping cigarette butts off the parking lot. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we did. That little red broom. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that thing? Yeah. If we ever came across that thing, I would smash it over my knee. Go <laughs> 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 Oh my! So that and when you first started here, what did you want to do, Alan? Did you want to be a tech? Did you uh, what? What did you have a? Did you have an idea that I wanted we would to go grow? back home and watch cartoons? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean when I grow up? Uh, oh no, you haven't grown up. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't. You're right. Uh, I, 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 aftermarket. I mean, that was always my. That's what I like to do the best: okay. was aftermarket performance stuff like that. Okay, aftermarket means taking a. a Factory stock car. A stock car is a, one that comes out of the factory, and it is what it is. And what are some of the things you do to those pickup trucks and cars? Uh, lift, wheels, tires, suspension, you know, steps, lights. I mean, all kinds of different stuff. Okay. Audio, video, whatever. All right. The electric steps, Do do is there a age range for those or is it pretty much wide open cuz i envision that the older people like this electric steps when you open up the door the steps comes out uh you mean on which ones i install them on yeah well they're very expensive so it's it's typically you know uh older you know okay. i would say you don't get many 18 19 year old kids spending 2 grand on 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 power steps so um yeah i would say it's you know, 30s okay. and up, 35 okay. and up, something like that. All right. Now, don't they have lights underneath them where you can... They do uh, now, yeah. Okay. And so what kind of what kind of lights have people asked for? They, they come with lights. There's uh, a little LED light. White. Yeah. Okay. Can Alan you... has the fancy ones. Oh, yeah, what have I mean, you got? Yeah, you can just cut them off and, and, and I can put whatever... I mean, if you, if you absolutely have to have something green or pink or... You know, whatever. Then I can make them whatever color we want. But they just come with little white lights. It'll eliminate the step. What's your truck got? It's just got red ones. <laughs> it's a safety thing. It's a safety thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you can find them. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the middle of the night. That's right. I think our flag. One of our flag trucks has red, white, and blue. Doesn't it? Yeah. It's red and blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. All right. We got a caller. Who might that be? Okay. That would be Fred. Fred. Good morning. How can we help you? Hey, good morning, Mark. Uh, I really enjoy your show. Thank you. Uh, I've got a 1970 Dodge Challenger RT. It's a 443-75 horsepower, and it's uh, hard starting and uh, rough running. And it's got a Holly uh, Demon carburetor on an Edelbrock manifold. And uh, I was wondering, you know, should we go to uh, fuel injection on the thing or... Replace the carburetor, or what do you think? Well, I think we should just find the reason why it's doing what it's doing. Um, okay. Because what happens if this is a broken valve spring, and we you do a bunch of work, and then you have the same problem? Because you're not going to be able to overcome something like that. Let me ask you a question. What is it doing that you don't like it to do? Is it idling rough? Is it missing? Is the acceleration poor? Um, is it pinging? What, what's the situation? It, it idles rough. Uh, real rough, and okay. it's hard to it's hard to start. You know, you got to start it three or four times, okay, and to keep it running. And then, uh, you know, once you get going, it uh, smooths out and runs all right. Okay, after but it warms up, does it idle good? Yeah, uh-huh. okay. I, it's still got that lope in it, you know. Okay. That burp, 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 burp. Okay. So, 
So it's kind of a rolling idle. Does it have a rolling idle all the time, or are there times it's nice and smooth and the time it rolls? No, it's rolling all the time. Okay, so it's probably got a camshaft in it, a special mm-hmm. camshaft or something bigger. Well, I, I just got the car, so okay. I don't know. All right. Yeah. And is it an automatic or a standard? It automatic. Okay. Um, and you got a Holly on it, right? A Holly Demon carburetor. Yeah. There isn't a carburetor I hate more than that one. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you. we can work on that for the rest of our lives, and we're really good at that. I'll give you an example. There's a metering plate, and I think on your Demon there's two. The metering plate. It's between the bowl and the body of the carburetor. That warps. Buying one is as much as a new carburetor. What the new procedure is now is you put it in a press and you crack it like a chiropractor. So you literally straighten it out. Well, here's the deal. We either straighten them out or we break them. <laughs> but either way, the worst case scenario is, is you buy another metering block. There's just lots of other carburetors out there. The CFM would be something that would be written on the side of the carburetor or at least give us a number that we can look up the CFM. But um, I, I think what I'd, wherever you go, I think what you should do is, is just say to them, um, I've got a rolling idle. I want you to deal with that. And I want you to check the tailpipe, what's coming out of the tailpipe. Because if we got a bunch of raw gasoline coming out of the tailpipe and we got black spark plugs, that's easy. Let's trim the gas up front. Let's get the spark plugs tan. Then we, you can't believe how often we have a timing issue that we can adjust, either too high or too low. But we can also bring that timing to the edge of a razor blade. So when it's fully warmed up on really hard acceleration, you're going to race the VW bug next to you then we're going to make it rattle just a tad and maybe not back off one so we could just do that. So the answer is, is I think wherever you take it, I think what you should have them do is just give you an analysis of where you're at right now. That's kind of where I... I, And then what's the first step? It's not like a paintbrush where you're going to do a broad... Let's just do the first step. You said a hard card stole cold then good bring it to us let it sit over bring the shop take let them sit it overnight and let them check the choke so let me remind you to start it in the morning one pump closes the choke flap that's before you crank it then you might go two or three you take your foot off the throttle you hit the could start stumble and then idle up that's proper so people don't set the choke, so the flap's wide open, but you have to push your pedal to the floor and let go, and then the flap shuts. Now we got choke. And it's also got high idle. So then you start it up, and you go pop, 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 and then the first thing everybody does is kick the choke off by throttling it up. Well, you went to all that trouble to set the choke, and now all of a sudden you just kicked it off. So on the older model cars, they're kind of temperamental about that. What part of town do you live in? Uh, uh, Santan Valley. Oh, wait. Well, yeah. I don't have anybody out there. I, I just, I wish I could tell you that. I've got north, south, east, and west, but from the center of Phoenix. Um, uh, we're at Warner and I-10. If you'd like to, to bring it there, you plan on leaving it. And um, I'm I'm quite sure we have two or three guys that are gray-haired, and we've worked on your car before. Oh, okay. So, right. our, I'm sorry, but I have one other problem. The uh, windshield wipers... They don't park. When you shut them off, they'll shut off wherever you stop them. Usually that's um, something to do with the motor. When you take power from it or when you drop the ground on it, they should park. Now, sometimes that's an adjustment we can fix. But I can tell you that the motor on that is nowhere near the money on the motor of my Dodge pickup. 
I mean, it's newer. You know what I mean? It's just newer. So getting the getting the the things to park. There's a couple of tests you run first, and then you'll know what the heck it is. That's on a one to ten scale. That's a three. So that's that's no big deal. And getting it to run good is a six or a seven. So you got to know what you're doing. That kind of stuff. Okie doke. Okay. Thanks a lot, right. Mark. You betcha. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. Andy, Allen, and Mark Salem at your service. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. 20, 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem. Sitting me, sitting here next to me is my daughter, Andy, and my son, Alan. And the both of them have been in the business for more than 20 years. So together, you're getting lots of experience here, probably 70, 80 years worth of experience, all wrapped up into one. Let me tell you about Blackwell Automotive. He's up at 40th and Greenway. Tom is a crazy guy. Tom really is good at what he does. What he can do that I can't do is he can fabricate things. He can take your car and take out the automatic and put a four-speed in it. We just don't shine well on that. He has the ability to build stuff, but he also has the ability to diagnose it. Not too long ago, a lady had bought an air conditioning unit for her old pickup truck. That's on a 1 to 10 scale. That's a difficulty of 12. So she took it to a friend, and he had it for a long time, but he just gave up. So I said, well, I think Blackwell will take it. I called him, and he said, this lady was tickled pink. Two days, the truck is bad, plus he put power brakes on it that she didn't have before. So she's really happy. So if you have that, but he also does oil changes and tire rotations and all that other jazz. So Blackwell, 40th Street in Greenwell. Greenway, he's a good guy. Let's go to the phones. Luke, good morning. How can we help you? Uh, hey, Mark, good morning. Nice to talk to you. Um, hey, I've 
I've got uh, an old truck that I bought, well, old to me. Uh, it's a 96 Dodge Ram half-ton two-wheel drive V8. Okay. Uh, bought, it, bought it from an old guy, and, and I bought it because it was like a time capsule. An old man, in the three years pr- previous to me purchasing it from him, had put less than 1,500 miles on the truck. Okay, so, okay. Um, but I just re- I've been driving it for maybe, I don't know, four or five months. And just recently noticed one day that I started to get this, uh, I don't know what the technical term would be, but failing idle, basically, at, par- at, at neutral, at a stoplight, the RPMs are diving from, you know, 11, 1200 idle down to zero, and they bounce back okay. and forth. Um, it wasn't dying, and then one day I was parked at Home Depot on a very slight incline, and it did actually die. Now... I also noticed that recently is I, I noticed that it went away when I filled the tank back up with fuel to full. Okay. All right. Well, I got a couple of comments. First of all, the 1100 RPM idle, you, there's two, there's three sections of a carburetor. You have idle, you got mid, and you got wide open throttle. At 1100, you're completely out of the idle circuit. Completely. Okay, so I guess 1100 wouldn't be correct. Right now, I'm I'm actually in it right now, and no, it's, it's not correct. idling. It's not correct. It's it's idling just below a thousand RPM. Okay, well, it's just that's not right. So, is you said it was an automatic or standard? Automatic. So probably six fifty, seven hundred in drive. So this isn't a tough thing. Um, what I hear you say is is the idle is not stable. The question is is does that mean hot and cold or is that variable? Or is it only hot or is it only cold? But it's probably going to be just an adjustment of the carburetor. That's more than likely what it's going to be. Let's get it into the idle circuit so we have a steady flow of fuel. We've got some adjustments on the idle circuit. And then make sure that we've got normal carburetor and then we have wide open throttle carburetor. So that that's really not that, that difficult. Um, what what Andy? What would be the front counter estimate to the phone call on that? I would probably say maybe seventy nine to one thirty nine for okay. diagnosis on it. And and most of the time, not, well, fifty percent of the time, that takes care of the repair because once you diagnose it, oh well, I got to do this or I got an EGR sticking open or something like that. So sometimes the diagnosis is the same as the repair. By the time you get there. You turn it. It's not really that easy. I'm making it sound different, but you turn a screw and and you reroute some spark plug. But as far as you said, sometimes it does this. We're not going to chase that. We're going to fix right. the idle problem first. Then we're going to give it back to you and say, okay, now let us know. And you're going to say, no, I still have this problem, or you're going to say, no, you got it. Do you think the the tank of gas or being full or low makes a difference? You know, that's a great question. I'll tell you what I was thinking about that. If he stuffs the tank, we're going to draw raw fuel forward. Okay, through the evaporative system. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it run rich. He's going to have black smoke, and he's going to smell it. He didn't say anything about that at all. As far as it filling up, the the tank picks up off the bottom of the tank. So even if you fill the tank, it doesn't make any difference. The only time is if he stuffs the tank, and then we run. Instead of sucking the vapor off the fuel tank forward, we suck liquid gas. And by stuffing it, you mean once it stops, you keep you keep pressing the gas click, click, nozzle. Click, 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 yeah. click, click, <laughs> and, yeah. and you go until you pull the trigger and it kicks back, and you've already put another dollar into it. Yeah, that, well, that's bad for any car. The, the, the other thing, too, is, is, I mean, maybe the gas gauge is off. Maybe it's reading a quarter, and it's actually at, you know, 
less than an eighth. Yeah. And, you know, not to mention you're sucking. When you get to the bottom, there's lots of debris and crap Mm -hmm. that, you know, that, that stays at the bottom, too. So could be something with that. Could be just a lack of fuel. When you get to the bottom of that, if it's moving around and not, the draw straw is not grabbing it all the time, or it's how you know. many how many miles have you put on it? I know you said you've been driving it four to five months, but how many miles has it been? Oh, I've probably put twelve thousand round on that. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, thirteen, fourteen hundred miles. Okay, okay. So it, a couple, at least a couple. I mean, more than a couple. Weird, tanks. What's weird to me though is that all the rest of time, like, again, right now I'm sitting in it. All the rest of the time, it, it idles dead nuts perfect. But at 11, or 10 or 11. No, 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 no. It's idling. It's idling right now. Now, again, there's only there's only two posts. There's only two indicators between zero and 1,000. So it's idling on the, if the first post is zero, second post is 500. 200. Okay. okay, first post. Well, again, there's zero, then there's a post, a post, and then another post, and that's one. Right. Okay. So All right. We got it. it. We got on it. On the third post, just below one, and it's okay. it's perfect. Okay. So it idles like that all the time, and then I'm I'm waiting to test it. Once I think I think it's going to come back. Once I get under a quarter of a tank, then if it does, I would just say at that point, it, it, take it to a shop when it's acting up. So I mean, obviously right. you're not going to fill the tank and then take it to a shop. So if it does right. it and you notice it, it's only you know when it's at at the, you know, quarter or half mark, then take it in then so they can duplicate the issue. And this is a 24-year-old yeah. truck, and um, yeah. it's got emissions and stuff on it that we don't even have anymore. But yeah. I think we don't ch- chase the full thing. I think what we do is is we just start at the basics, and I'm not trying to drive up your bill, neither is anybody else, but there's some basics we need to do. We need to check yeah. the tailpipe emissions. We need to set the idle. Because you said 11, and now you're saying 750. And so 750 is the appropriate number. But on a cold start, then it would really be the 11 or 1200 because the choke's mm-hmm. going to stay open until it warms up and then it's going to shut off. I got to go, Luke, because I got an appointment to get here. I've got 20 seconds to finish this segment. Jim, if you stay right there, I'd be happy to help you out. Automatic Transmission Exchange is over on 40th Street in Washington. He's really a good guy. He's been around since 1968. So if you have a transmission issue, may I suggest Automatic Transmission Exchange at 40th Street in Washington. Phil's a good guy. You'll be happy. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserit paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7.
Del Wampley here. The first thing you're going to have to learn is until you stop expecting the politicians or anyone else to change your life, your life isn't going to change. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Listen to my show, the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Listen every Saturday at 12 o'clock noon, right here on AM 960, The Patriot. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up. Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team. And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student... Talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. A place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. 960 The Patriot. Well, thank you for sticking with us. It's 1034. We have one line open, or we have four lines open. We have one taken with Jim, and I'm going to get to him in less than 30 seconds. So if you'd like to join us, 602. I almost gave my cell phone, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. You're making model of your car, how many miles it's got on it, and then let's talk about what it's doing. And, Jim, good morning. Thank you for holding through the break. How can I help you? Uh, good morning, Mark. Thank you for taking the call. Um, I have a neighbor around the corner, an old man, and he's got a 79 Camaro with about 85,000 miles on it. And... Um, he stops by about, this is his fun car, he stops mm-hmm. by about twice a week and shoot the bull. And he was asking me about if I had any tips on what he should do with his car. He leaves for four months out of the, out of the year to go to Illinois. Why, I, I don't know. Anybody would want to go there. <laughs> um, 
He he wanted to know if there were some tips like uh, what he should do before he leaves and then when he gets back. It's easy. Let you borrow it. Yeah. While he's gone. Yeah. I, I, I'll help him keep it warmed up and driving it if you want. I offered to buy it, and he said, he looked at me with that look like, you know, what, are you crazy? And, and you know what I tell old guys when that happens? I say, give me your business card and give me a number on the back. And then somebody yeah. else comes up and they get, they say, well, here's my number. And you go, all right, well, somebody's already beat you by $1,200. And so what you're doing is you're doing in a nice way. You're saying, hey, it's open for bid. The answer to your question is he stores it with fresh oil. He stores it with the fuel tank full. He doesn't have to put any additive in the fuel pump or the fuel tank. His four months is no big deal. And he disconnects the battery. Disconnect the battery, full of fuel, fresh oil, we're done. That's what he needs to do. Okay. Fresh oil, fuel tank, fill, and what was the last one? Disconnect the battery. Okay. And to, you know, let me ask you a question about this Camaro. Does it have a wing on the back of the trunk of it? No. Okay. Does it have plastic or anything fancy in the front end? Uh, no, I don't okay. believe so. All it's right. Pretty hey. It's pretty, in pretty good shape, too. You yeah. Know. Does uh, he garage it when he's gone? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's garage and he like i say even when he's he that when he's down here he only takes it out maybe once or twice a week if that and i would tell you that's that's a better question if i can answer that too we don't want to take it out for 15 or 20 minutes we want to go through a complete heat cycle so we want to bring it up to operating temperature and then bring it back down it it's a, it's going to hurt the motor more for him going to the bar and then going from there to Safeway and then coming home because yeah. that's not a complete heat cycle. So we're gonna, that motor's going to love us a lot more if he'll get on the freeway and, like I say, bring it up to operating temperature, and then if he wants to take it home, that's fine. But that's going to be a bigger thing than how he stores it. Okay? Okay. And when he gets back, is there anything he should do? No, he, he plugs in his battery or charges it, whatever he needs. The tank's full. He gets in and drives it. Give it a good okay. long drive. Yeah. See, that's like a horse. If you pull him out of the barn once a month and you walk him around the block, he's never going to really be anything other than a horse that walks around the block. But if yeah. you take the horse and once a week you kind of trot him around the, the ranch just a little bit, then he's going to get better and better and better. So it's kind of the same way. I don't want him to abuse the car. I just want him to use the car. Okay? Right. Okay. Thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome, Jim. 602 508 and we got two minutes, he said. Didn't we say two minutes? Oh, gosh. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear it either. All right. See, I do. Anyway, Kurt's Automotive <laughs> is at I-17 and did Bell Road. Did you say something, Gil? The morning. Did he say two minutes? Gil, did you say two minutes? Oh, okay. All I didn't right. hear it. Okay. All Don't right. pretend like you got some supersonic <laughs> hearing there. <Homer. laughs> Listen, I heard him. Okay. I, I there's a little volume control down yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. All right. Did you hear him, Andy? Nope. Okay. All right. Well. Minute and a half. I heard that yeah. one. <laughs> Gil has been my engineer for I don't know how many years. Five, ten years. Do you hear him when you're years. not on the radio? Just in your ear? I hear him all the time. <laughs> I, I mean, Even when you're not on the radio? No. I, I didn't get the question. I only hear him here. But him and I can telepathically talk oh. to him. Oh, you know, he and and I'll tell you what, I'll tell him and that means something to him. 
So you just tap Andy the mic. And I do that too at work <laughs> all the time. Like we do. Th- there's we times, do. There's oh. times that stuff happens at work, and she won't even look at me because she knows I'm making a stupid face or something. I mean, she just, she'll just. <laughs> You know, and, and she, he's, he, they, this isn't television, so she's typing but looking the other way oh, yeah, she, yeah. Oh. because she she's doesn't like, want I it. am not looking or in that Or we can have conversations that if people heard, yeah. they would have no idea what we're talking about because we can be talking about, A, answering a question, and then one of us is asking, way left turn, asking. <laughs> it's been our family. So, oh, my gosh. Right, Just, finish your thing up here. All right. Yeah, you know what? I run the show. So <laughs> he, he, if I break at 41 or 42, he, he doesn't care. There's only two ones I got to hit, the 38, the 30 at the bottom and the 58, 50. So I'm in control here, you all guys. Right. Kurtz Automotive is the I-17 in Bellies on the northeast corner. He's been around for a very long time, since 1987. Kurt's a master, and uh, Jeff is a master, and those two guys can find the problem and fix your car. They do oil changes, and they do transmissions, and they do everything from the top to the bottom. I've known Kurt for a long time, and one of the times he did something for me that I was very, well, he made himself look great and actually a little bit of me. A lady calls and says she's had three places to tell her she needs an engine. I say, just take it by Kurtz. She needed an oil pressure switch. The oil pressure was down to nothing, but the engine wasn't making any noise. So Kurtz put an oil pressure switch on it. The bill was less than $100, and she drove away. After a week, she calls me, and she says, I wouldn't believe it if had I not experienced it, but the truck is fine, and the oil pressure is normal. So do we do a $4,000 engine, or do we get a second opinion? But honesty has everything to do with it. So if you're up there near I-17 in Bell, Kurtz Automotive is my place you should go. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow covers the current contemporary social issues in the light of our history to understand our yesterday to live fully today and tomorrow. Through intense research and study, our program shares the message that helps us think with a rational and critical mind. When we dwell in the past, we cannot live fully today. But when we forget history, we will be doomed to repeat it without being informed. Listen every Saturday at 5.30 p.m. to Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow on 960 The Patriot. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, some, I guess, you know, it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing. If a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the ends, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, (laughs) I get it, you're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. 
Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. I spend a lot of time in the backyard and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And at 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Well, welcome back, everybody. We've got to push a bunch of buttons here. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Andy Salem is sitting here next to me. Alan Salem is sitting here next to me. And all three of us have lots of years working on cars. And the uh, Alan handles the performance side, the big truck side, the lift and lower, and all the fancy stuff and custom stuff. Are you shaking your head yes or no? Okay, I can't hear you. Hold on a minute, and I'll turn on your mic, then I can hear you. Mm-hmm. And Andy runs Alan. And, <laughs> and, uh, full-time and, job right there. And it's a full-time mm-hmm. job right there. So anyway, 602-508-0960. Let's go to the phones real quick. Mike, good morning. How can we help you? Hey, good morning, Salem. Appreciate it. Mike Graham here in Mesa. Oh, hi, I've got a Hey, I've got a 2000 S10, had it since it's new, and the HVAC fan squeals now when I turn it to three or four. When I first have it in one or two, it doesn't seem to run at all. But I go to three, and here's the noise it makes. And then it kind of goes away after maybe five, ten, fifteen seconds. What do you think that is? Can you get to the back side of the motor by opening up the hood? It'll be on the passenger side. The back side of Of the the blower uh, motor? yeah, I, I suppose I can. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure what it looks like. Yeah, it just looks like a you know a, a normal tomato can, and uh, it's probably going to be three inches long, two inches long, and it's going to slide into a housing um, um, underneath the hood on the passenger side in front of the windshield. But okay. your blower motor, if it's there, and I think it is, then you put your hands on it and you have your wife go through the different ranges of one, two, three, four. And she goes up and down, and you hold on to it. Then when it's making the noise, I want you to just take the wooden hammer handle and tap the blower motor. And if the noise goes away, you need to replace it. <laughs> it, it sounded, Mark, it sounded to me maybe like the tips of the fan were hitting some of the uh, some of the, the plastic wear in there and were scraping. Is that the sound it's making? Um, well, it, if it is a flapping noise... Then there could be anything from a soda straw to a jack-in-the-box taco wrapper. There can be all kinds of stuff that can end up in that blower. And it's the wheel. You're right. It's the wheel. But you said that it wouldn't make it on lower speeds, and it would as you sped the fan up. See, normally when we find uh, somebody's sock in the uh, the blower motor, or if we find a a straw or something, it makes noise all the time. Okay. So I I kind of went the other direction. Yeah, 
fair enough. I'm wondering if in one and two it's not running at all because I don't I don't hear it when I'm idling or at a standstill. But when I go at any 30, 40 miles an hour in the setting two, it seems to allow the blow. So some of that's ram air blow and. And I'm not sure if it's even running in one or two. Maybe there's something obstructing it. Maybe, huh? Okay, no, no. Let, let me let me talk about this real quick. First of all, the blower motor on virtually every car, the one, two, and three go through a resistor, and number four is direct. It gets all the voltage. So we 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 control the voltage and we control the speed. So one is controlled. Two is a little bit loud, allowed to go a little faster. Three, but four is wide open throttle. <laughs> So when you have a blower resistor that's bad, usually you lose, you lose one, two, and three. If you've got a high-speed fan, then you just you lose high speed. So I don't think you have anything. I think we should start with the blower motor first and forget the fan speeds. It could be that the blower motor's bad and it won't spin in one or two, and it'll spin in three, and then when you give it a crap load of power, it'll spin in four. So, okay. and then, but I want you to hit the back of the motor with a hammer handle, and if, and then if you yeah. say, oh, all of a sudden it works fine, <laughs> then yeah. you got two choices. Now there's four bolts that hold the blower motor on. You can take the four bolts out and just slide the motor, and like I said, if you find a straw or a taco bell wrapper in there, you're done. More than likely, both of those problems would be fixed if he replaced the blower motor. If okay. if there was nothing inside of it, yes, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's a two thousand. You said right. Yes, sir. Two thousand had it since new, eighty-eight thousand miles. Okay. Yeah. So you know the blower motor. I want to know if the brushes are bad or if you got a bad bearing. So if you hit it with the hammer handle and it goes away, then you got to tough decide whether you want to do it or not. However, if you tap it with a hammer and the noise goes away and then a, a day later it comes back, then a blower motor is the appropriate replacement. Is that something I can undo those four bolts and with a little knowledge uh, replace it myself? Yeah, it's a quarter-inch, usually a quarter-inch screws. You don't strip them, so you don't use an air gun or anything on them. And uh, you don't have to disconnect the battery. Key's in your pocket. Four screws, gently pull it and slide it back and forth clockwise, counterclockwise. and you, you Now, you could have a cage that's bad, too. The faster it goes, it makes more noise. So you can see it, though. You'll be able to see it. So the blower motor, take it down, make sure they give you exactly what you got, put it all back together, and you're done. Look in the hole, though, too, to make sure we don't have a dead squirrel in there or something, okay? Okay, a couple more things. Who do you okay. recommend to fix it if I don't? In uh, uh, Excuse me, I'm in West Mesa, Southern and Dobson. My guy uh, quit working. Yeah. You know a guy by the name of Spike that used to work in Tempe that retired recently? Spike, S-P-I-K-E. No, not at all. I, 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 um, I recommend Thompson's up at Stapley in Maine, just east on the south side of the road, Stapley in Maine. Okay. And um, right. just t- just tell Brian and Thelma that Salem says that there's no way they're they're going to be able to fix your bland- fan motor, but I'll spot them the the uh, the uh, the fix when they call me. And I'm teasing, of course, but it's a nice way to okay. introduce yourself to them. Okay, Thompson, stay free. May one more question, if you got a minute. Go ahead. I put a bottle of uh, 134A in it last summer. It seemed to be a little warmer than normal. It took the one bottle uh, can, if you will, about uh, maybe 12 ounces. It's usually not 16, and it mm-hmm. seems to work better now. Uh, do you recommend we do that for us uh, shade tree guys and put a bottle in occasionally when we're uh, when it's not as cool? I would say no. <laughs> I would say absolutely not. And, um, and it, let me just tell you the truth, though, okay? Yeah. We yeah, never knew how much 
Freon was in there or not. You could have taken that car to 20 shops and every one of them would have put a different amount in there. Every one of them. But today, today, we're going to suck out all your Freon. We're going to weigh it and clean it. And we're going to look and it says that you hold 22 ounces, but you only have 18 in there. So we're going to take, you got 18, we're going to take it out, clean it, put it right back in, and then the difference between 14 and 18, we're going to add those four ounces, and you're done. We are putting a, so for the first time ever, we have a dipstick for refrigeration Freon. Literally a dipstick. We've never had that before. So on your car, take it down. It's going to be, what is it going to be? 75 to 125? 200 bucks or less to, to recharge. Yeah, I would say... Depending yeah. on what, how much refrigerant. Yeah, they, I would say probably two to two fifty, maybe. On the on the suck and fill, clean, replace, and then add whatever he has. Yeah, add and they, they add dye as well. the The problem is, is with you adding Freon, is you could overcharge it, you could still be undercharged. And the other thing is, a lot of those have the sealant in them. So as a shop, if you've added Freon with sealant. Um, we cannot hook up our machines to it because the sealant can ruin our machines. So you've just put yourself in such a bad spot for anyone else to help you or to get the problem fixed by adding your okay. own Freon. And so, when you say have a dipstick, when you say have a dipstick, you mean the fact you evacuate, clean, and then re-put yeah, it in? Yeah. Hi, hi, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I Hypothetically. Say, well, uh, hypothetical yeah. is not a word, but it's it's a it's a hypothetical dipstick, Metaphor. if you will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't literally have yeah. a dipstick, but we no. have a piece of equipment. Like I said, and we're not going to charge you for your refrigerant. We, okay. I don't know about other yeah. shops, but we're not going to charge you for your eleven ounces. But if it takes sixteen, we're going to charge you for the five plus the service. So we're cleaning your old stuff, giving it back to you. So in the old days, we no. just suck it all out. You you wouldn't get any of it, or we'd let it fly into the atmosphere, or whatever. And then we turn around and fill it up as best we can to twenty three ounces, which was virtually impossible. And I would I would just wait till summer, maybe get one of those thermometers and stick it in the center vent of your vehicle, drive it around, see kind of what you're getting. If you're at forty to fifty, forty five to fifty degrees, I would say you're don't, fine. Don't do anything to it. Um, if you're yep. in sixty, sixty five, something like that, then you know, have a shop look at it. But other than that, you're probably good. Got to take a break. 602-508-0960. But one other comment. There's a difference between normal and max. And I'll explain that when we come back from the break. But there's a big difference in how it's going to act between normal and max. We'll be right back. Oh, so you don't want me to break at 55. <laughs> you see, see, he's talking. He's talking to me. And, and, and oh, boy. So are we still on the air, Gil? Did you just embarrass me in front of God and everybody? Well, yeah, you're five minutes early. Poor Gil's eating his sandwich over there. I'm trying to get him a break. He's in there. I got a pound and a ham sandwich. Gil, go ahead and talk. I got to pick up my sandwich. That's right. <laughs> Oh, uh, we're all out I, of sorts today. I, oh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, all I'm right. Do you guys know? Like, what's he? Do? He's got five minutes left. What are we doing here? Um, all right, you two. What's the difference between max and normal? You first, Andy. What do you mean what's for it? the temperature and your air conditioning range? controls? No, your air conditioning controls. What's different between when you put it on normal or when you put it on maximum? Forget the blower motor speed. Um, I know maximum is a lot colder in my car. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything? Yeah, max circulates the inside air. Where normal does not. Okay. Well, and in a simplistic way, normal is a swamp cooler. We're taking outside air yeah. and cooling it and put it in the car. 
maximum is recirculation, just exactly what you said. Yeah. So we're going to, now here's the bad news. We suck the cold air out of the car. Do you know where we suck it from? Suck the cold air out of the car. Well, we take on a maximum, we're recirculating it. Yeah. So we have to have a suck and an exit. Yeah. So where do we suck? The answer is that the passenger side floorboard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? So if you got somebody sitting next to you with stinky feet, you want to keep out of the recirculation because all you're going to do is yeah. suck, the, suck the stink off of his feet yeah. and send it or her you, feet. You don't want to be normal when you're next to a big old diesel that's stinky <laughs> or a smoking vehicle or exactly right. something like that and get that in your car. But hot air rises. Cold air's low, so when you first put on your in, get in your car, you go to normal. Mm-hmm. You crack the windows, and we're going to put cold air in there, but we got to kick the hot air out. So once we do that, then we go into maximum, and we start recirculating the air. And now you're home free. But it's a, it's a, it's science that you kids didn't get. But hot air rises. Cool. Oh. <laughs> and any? you also shut your AC off, you know, two miles before home, right? Who does? <laughs> you. I do not. <laughs> but air, I'll tell you what, that's probably one of the biggest questions I get is you shut it off before you go home. Well, let me ask you this. The What's... real question is, Mark, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> Wait, why oh, would hell. you do that? What's, I don't get it. <laughs> you shut the AC off and just let the fan blow? No, I don't know what you're talking about. I swear to God, I don't know what, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, why would you do that? What's the point of that? It sounds like to me you're just going to be sweating your butt off the last <laughs> two miles of your journey. Uh, I would never do that. I th- uh, actually, what you're talking about is an old-time guy thing. Yeah, okay? you talk about it all the time. Are you talking I, about shutting it off uh, before you shut the vehicle off? And yes. Then, so it's not on when you start it? Yes. Well, that's different than shutting it off two miles early. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Let's think about this, okay? You're saying shut two the minutes. air off before you turn the key off. So that it's not on when you turn the key back on. No, I'm saying before, like before you start. No, a little bit before you stop driving. Okay, uh, the air conditioning doesn't care when you turn the key off. The, the compressor, the the. the <laughs> it's not going to love you more. Yeah, it's not going it to love you more. I, I don't do that. That's my AC is max 100 percent of the time. And it doesn't make the any other difference. Day, I go out to a car and she's doing something. I don't know what it was. It was like 50 degrees outside. She's got, and I'm talking to to her in the passenger window. She's got it on max. It's like 50 degrees outside. We can see our breath. And she's got it. Free. I said, what are you doing? Poor Josie's back there. It looks like a, a grizzly bear all curled up. And I said, what are you doing? She goes, I'm hot. I'm like, dude, it's like 50 degrees and you just got into a cold car. What What is going on with you? Let's set the thing. Josie's your five-year-old daughter. Yeah. All right. Four. And, and, four. And, and, and what's that? Four. Okay. Four. Let's, Whatever. Let, let's not let her grow up too quickly. Okay. And so she's in your car and you got the air conditioning blowing icicles. Yeah. And you got her all bundled up. That's child abuse, really. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. It's child. All right. Let's get back to where we're at. The old guys used to say, shut off your air before you get home and let everything stabilize. The car doesn't care. Now, the only that is, is when you turn... Let me ask you a question. When the wipers are running and you go to start your car, what happens to the wipers? They start. No, you've already got them on. You turn the key to the on position, just on, and the wipers are flapping. Okay? When you go to start, what do the wipers do? They stop. They stop. That's because in the start mode, we shut everything down. We shut off the blower motors, we shut off the wipers, we shut everything down so the starter can have all the juice of the battery. That's been there since the 1930s. Okay, now you have 10 seconds. 
No, I've got as many as I want. No. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We got the lines open. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We're waiting for all the old guys to give us a call.